Welcome to Blight and Boon, Episode 3. In this episode Andrew and Dan play your game using the version 0.5 rules. They play your 2v2 matchup, and discuss their first impressions. Brighton Boon episode 3. Um, it's been a while since we recorded one, uh, mainly because last time I was going to play a game, they released rules 0.4, and then since then, they released 0.5. <laughs> um, today. Today, yeah. Um, so we played a game of it, because that's what we're talking about today, being a podcast about God tier. Um, so we thought we'd play 2 versus 2, because the rules have changed enough since we last played. Um, you know, like, for example, the entire core mechanic has changed. Yeah, the fundamental dice. We thought we'd, is, we thought we'd play two versus two just to get edge grips again um, with the game as a whole. Um, Before you go any further, do you think that was a mistake and the game doesn't work well with two on two? Um, certainly, I think the people we had playing against each other, it was difficult because you lose out on a lot of the ability to manoeuvre around your opponent. I think yeah. two versus two is fine, but I suspect. To be entirely fair, you probably need a smaller board or less scoring hexes or something, I think, maybe. Okay. Would it be... Okay, so what we, we played 2 on 2 like you said. You had Rodri and Lazane. Uh, Lazane. Lazane. Basically, we, we, we blind-picked two characters, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, and you had uh, Wraith Marid and you had Shale. Yes. So you had the Shaper party. I had the Shapers. And I had a Slayer and a Guardian, so Rodri and Lazane. Um... So, it was a matchup I thought would be a bit weird from the, from the onset because two shapers versus basically a slayer and a big tank. Um, yeah. So, first of all, how did you feel about the new mechanic of the system, the new sort of core mechanic of it? Um, I think there's some teething issues with it. I think, in a nutshell, I don't think it was, I think it, it handles hit effects much easier, better. So you know exactly what you're doing with something like Impale or whatever. I think that's works absolutely fine. Um, it's not as clean. Uh, there's much. There's more steps, essentially. Instead of rolling all your dice and just doing stuff, you roll some parries, then you roll a hit, then you roll some damage. But the damage dice and the hit dice being the same seems to struggle at higher armor out values. Very much so. Yeah, I think we skipped a few stages, a few stages there from the game, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably go, on, go into that in a minute. But, sure. um, certainly, effectively, a six is two hits, and then a a three, four, and a five is one hit, and then a one, two is a miss, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, on d six. So you're gonna about get one hit, and occasionally getting two or a miss. I think some statistician's going to shout at me for doing this, but. As a rule of thumb, you kind of assume one hit per dice. I think it's not a bad Ish. way. Yeah. Ish. It's not a bad way of looking. It's not that. Unless you're rolling with rolls. Um, it's slightly less than that. But if you think about that, then... So first turn, um, your first thought was, um, I'm something crazy. So basically, with a combination of Mudslide on your Whirlpools, yeah. and Wraith Marid um, using um, Undertow, 
to pull the hexes around. Yeah. You were able to move, move Ravenwood forward enough with teleporting, flip the hex behind you. Yeah. And then use Shale to bound her forward and use his free plant to plant, to plant a, flag. a flag first turn. Now, the key thing here, because obviously in, in uh, version 5, you can only plant flags in the strategy phase. Yeah. That's the key thing. And I managed to get a flag in the first turn on the strategy phase. Pretty deep in my half the board. It was deep enough that with the people I picked, especially since it was two versus two, which was before about having only two people more than three, it meant basically that flag was safe for... Two turns. Yeah, most of the game. Most of the game. Um, it's a very strong play, um, and it's fairly risk-free. It's also because planting flags in the stretch phase is interesting. I think planting in one phase is good. I really but, like that change. Yeah, so do I. But it just kind of feels nuts. But because it's strategy phase, it's a phase where your you, you opponent can't really counter play it at all. No, but on the flip side of that, and this doesn't actually quite work. What if you're playing flags? You're not doing the buffing of your that's true. Of your army. Yeah. However, shale gets it for free. Not every shale gets it for free, and not everyone does the buffing thing. It's not like I can't buff. I get a flag. Oh, that was quite a sacrifice. Some people it would be. Other people are like, not doing anything else. I plant a flag. Um, especially if you're going second, you know exactly where your opponent is. You plant a flag. You know, it's nice and safe. Well, safe is a relative term, but you know. It does I mean. mean that if you go first, planting a flag could be risky for you because they can push it again. Yes, you've got to pretty have a good idea of how far they can move and where they're going to go. Um, anyway, so that's what you did. Um, I moved up and I. Use my ultimate first turn to get some, get a good long range snipe shot onto Ravenrid. Yeah. And this is kind of what we discussed a minute ago, a problem we had throughout. Now, it's one game, so it's kind of hard to judge this, but it feels a bit like Armour's gone the other way and now is very powerful. Armour 2, like, Lorzane could barely scratch anyone's armour. She really struggled, especially as the game goes on. Rafe Madrid's armor just went up and up as he kept using whirlpools. When you got to armor three, your three dice damage just. But even ar- even armor two means she could barely scratch it on her dice. Um, I guess you want to use Sunder to verify to sort of take it off first a bit. But even so, it, it felt like it's interesting playing with her because the first few games playing with her under the old system, she was killing people in one shot and now she was barely scratching it at all it, it feels like armor's got too powerful maybe it's maybe the dice need more pips on them I mean the thing, the thing is I mean I know that people who, who uh, Alex who's designed the game has done a lot of maths on it than we have because we have done none and he's done the game so maybe <laughs> maybe the spreadsheet says it's fine and we just had a bad day of it and yeah. maybe I was an idiot for targeting the wrong person well, well, see, that's where it comes down to a matchup thing, and maybe it is a matchup issue. And yeah, because it was away. two as a two, so it can be quite swingy picking the wrong, wrong combination. Um, and it was quite interesting because you had two heroes and two units of followers who essentially do load of physical damage against people who, by the end of my first turn, everyone had two armor except the whirlpools who don't count, <clears> or two or more armor, in fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're immediately struggling against that, and all my attacks were all hit effects. So completely ignored all your armor bonuses. So Rodri had reinforced something the entire game, didn't lose it because actually Impale doesn't care about armor. And and nor does Headbutt. Um so that shape ability to on hit effect was not, not their, their ability, but it's the power they have, isn't it? On yes, hit effect. Yeah, absolutely. Ignore the armor step still. 
seems very strong. Uh, as it was, Roger still took a lot of damage because of his Guardian ability. He was super useful in that game, wasn't Yes, it? and I'm glad the way it's clarified now. One damage per follow. Rodri, Rodri felt pretty good. I mean, his Sword Slashes wasn't doing much damage either because, of course, the two-armor thing was a problem even for, him, for him as well. Um, and maybe because the, the Dresses weren't, weren't very good. No. Um, but certainly he was he was doing his Guardian thing very well. He was taking hits. He was soaking it. He was harder to move around. It took three Impales to kill you. And I couldn't move you with whirlpools very easily. Mudslides did less movement. Yeah, he was good. Um, he was a good counter to that, but he wasn't going to do very much. Um, and Lausanne's followers seemed to be okay. They could plink a couple of wounds um, off people. And God, I think I think followers shouldn't do more than plink a few wounds off anyway. No, I like Because it. they're not really there to kill. No. I mean, if your followers can do one damage to a, to a champion a turn. When you've only got between three and seven wounds, one point of damage is, is big. Um, there's no healing, so. So, what do you think about your your people? I mean, you haven't played as Wraith before you or Shell before. No, or Shell before. I thought they were amazing. Um, by the Wraith end, really good. By the end of the game, I had three, four models on the board, um, and I was happy with that. Wraith uh, well, <laughs> is kind of strange because later on in the game, he doesn't want to have whirlpools out because no. he wants to have four armor. Or, in fact, that early in the game, because, you know, kicking around with three armor down and one whirlpool to do a cheeky move um, I can't remember his power name because it's changed from Bish and Bash which sounds to be greatly I think the one thing <laughs> the game is to have it changed is the name back to Bish and Bash so yeah. that's all that please um, <laughs> his ability to do to arrange to attack and then move himself a square is, is money yes that got me to crush one of your flags yeah because um, I found a cheeky dwarf to hit, a, hit with it so it's really easy to hit with and then got to move two squares I really like his maneuverability he feels like a, like a circle character doesn't he yeah no, he's um, he does the all the jank, as I like to call it. He was it. great. Um, um, he was great. I think um, Shale, he felt better than he did in the past. I looked at him, he's a, he's a surprisingly good tank, actually. Having pushed, having four power in the range attacks, I mean, it's interesting, because like, um, originally I thought his golem would be near him all the time, but actually, again, it's probably a matchup thing, because yeah. Roger was too far away from him. But power four against Lozane, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. He's also got two armour. So yeah. you know, you know, your attack does come through. You're still. I think Tom maybe too high for him. You're gonna, you're gonna do all right because po- Pokey Wizards is actually quite. Because quite... he has to roll triple six to kill you, in a shot. Yeah, I mean that's that's it. Got to roll triple six to kill you. Um, I think we need to play with three versus three to sort of look at that a bit more. Yes. Or we need to find another set because what we haven't ever done is ever a mirror matchup. Yeah. Or or actually even considered. Matchups. We've just gone for this will be cool, this will be cool, or this will be random. Um, oh, I'm not paying for the set. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm a Steam Forge fan, but you know, come yeah, on. it's not that good. Um, no, I think I like the system. Um, one weird point is the parry mechanic. Um, you roll a parry first. If you don't get a parry, there's no point carrying on. Felt really weird and really mean, and I didn't like it. Um, no reason. No good reason, um, except it, it felt, it really felt negative, um, to you. Roll this dice. If you don't do well enough, I'm gonna hit you and I don't even have to roll. Ha ha ha. It kind of feels like you should, st- I liked how before you rolled all, all the dice yourself, in some ways, I know you can't do that as easy now because the dice have changed around, but in, in my mind, you have parry dice being like blue and attack dice all being red, and the attacker rolls the mortal ones anyway. I think, I think it feels a bit, Rather than you roll, than I roll, than you roll and stuff like yeah. that. It feels a bit like 40k. 
It's a bit slower. Yeah, so I don't mind that being slower. I don't know. I don't know. It felt really weird that if you don't parry, I don't have to bother rolling. I, I assume like it's to speed up, isn't it? It's speeding up. Yeah. And you don't even have to play it like that. You could roll, you could both roll at the same time or whatever. Um, but that was very weird. The fact that the attacker wins draws. Well, that's, that's a swing it's towards that's the, the offense, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, which is fair enough. It's, yeah, it's fair enough. I'm just, I'm just interested in, um, delving down that deeper. Cause if you've got one parry dice, I'll be interested to think about how much stuff is that actually going to stop or how much stuff is supposed to stop, I suppose, the other. Um, I mean, I haven't looked at all the cards in, in huge amounts of depth, but it's basically going to stop very little. I think yep. basically, it's basically, it's almost like it will stop something on a six, maybe, but not really. Yes. Because if you want a six, you've got two hits, but then they've got most attack values were around two, three-ish, weren't they? Uh, two to four is all the ones I yeah. saw. Um, so it might stop a single follower hitting you. Yeah, it, it's got a chance of stopping a two-dust attack. And not a bad chance. And then again, you're like, well, you had a, like armor three, didn't he? And that was before he had... Oh, yeah. Two. I mean, the quirk about playing against you with your Impale monster was that I didn't know he was my legendary because he didn't do anything. No, that's... Yeah, and that's very weird. Um, because there's actually no defence against that. You, apart from upping your parry, there's no boons, is what I'm interested in. I want to give... Uh, it just doesn't feel right having... An impale attack just doing insta damage. I guess it's meant to be an arm piercing attack, isn't it? It's why it's there. Well, you're meant to be able to use parry. To, the parry is the only way to avoid it because then you've got two accuracy to attack you. It's the it's the. So it was probably a, a, a the best matchup you can have against a dwarf with high armor. That's like perfect for you, isn't it? Yeah. So it probably it probably was a matchup then in that case. Yeah, but that means that's something that it could be disable, uh, possible. I don't know. And just you know having not picking him against you or having them just away from each other and positioning is definitely a thing. Just because it happened to us doesn't mean it's a bad thing for the game. No, not at all. There should be bad matchups in the game. It should be a thing. You shouldn't be able to go, well, I'll place this dwarf and says something that's going to run circles around me. Oh, that didn't work. So, <laughs> we were talking about hex placement, weren't we as well? Oh, yeah. So, when, so the growth scenario, when you place one hex at a time, after a game and one thinking about it, I'm not sure I like it as such because I don't think it gives interesting scoring zone growth the majority of the time. It's hard to think of why you wouldn't just have one big line further away from your opponent. Um, there are reasons you wouldn't. You might want to trap unit of followers inside a, inside a uh, scoring zone so they can't move and that'd be quite cool. Blocking your forger's cards in... Uh, dwarfs. Yeah, I mean, there, there are definitely reasons you would do, but the majority of the time, you'll end up with just a big long line, I think, because the movement's enough that you're still my side, your side coming together. The, the, the movement's not dynamic enough to be completely in a swirling melee. Um, so when, I, when when you kind of had the playtest and you saw you had to, I, had to, I had to fit this 3-1 in, it has to go, and it can go to one of these directions. Because when the original playtest we saw, this was back at SteamCon, um, they rolled a dice randomly to pick where the scoring zone did. In fact, what the, the, the pack came with random yeah. directions on it, isn't it? And they probably Tickers. got rid of that because placing your own scoring down is meant to be a bonus when you lose. It's kind of um, like, a, know, like a bungee cord to keep things going. But I don't know if that's taken away some interest in the game. 
Then again, it could easily be a different scenario, couldn't it? Oh, God, there's only one scenario. Yeah, there's plenty of different scenarios. And like we say, there's so much scope for other things. There's scope for terrain. There's scope for different scoring zones. There's scopes for placing different types of flags in the tactics phase that do something weird. There's So we haven't actually run the game, have we? we much. So basically, so first turn you planted your flags. Yeah. I did my attack on um, on Raven Red and did basically nothing to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once we moved up, you used mudslides to scatter my followers away. Yes. No, no, you legendary, didn't you? Legendary. I didn't. No, no I didn't. No, 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 no I used mudslide. That's why right, mudslide. Um, which is amazing. Even though it's changed to be one hex, it's much better because having a tie unit yeah, away is stupid, silly. Mudslide a combination of the whirlpools as well. Yeah. Uh, again, I, the matchup was that you had all the all the moving power in the world, and. Turn two, I spend a lot of time, a lot of attacks on trying to take out Raven Red. Um, so, on oh, turn two, you placed a flag back in the corner in the in the, in the long line. That's right. Thing. Roger played to place a flag, and I managed to bounce to a whirlpool. No, I then did the. I hit the dwarf, get to move two squares, crush the flag using that power, and then use the whirlpool jump to move back towards right. my own people. I threw Lorzane at. Raven Ridge and my followers yeah. and Rodri and Rodri and did one wound to him yeah um, which isn't great because I was an armour three at that point um, and it's tough because I thought taking him out would, would help him out a lot of things but obviously it didn't um, and then turn th- you and turn two turn three Raven Ridge basically teleported to my back lines and put a flag down there yeah and so I threw all the firepower at Shale and his golem, and didn't kill either. And he killed three, put three wounds on the golem again. So basically, that was that was Lawzane firing a snipe and amplifier into the golem. Yeah, and it was the elf followers and Rodri and Rodri, and again they didn't get through the armor. No, no, and it's difficult because. Um, Again, it, it makes me a bit of bad luck. Um, maybe I forgot to put one of my pips in the dice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you've got the dice completely wrong, yeah, actually, blank. Yeah. we're going to um, come back. As, but it certainly felt that armor, armor's king. I mean, we rolled dice, and as a playtest, you could argue that maybe we should have stopped and looked at the slightly less swingy dice. Um, but actually, even on averages, three dice... Are going to do what three hits, and that's not even that's not even true. I think it's like less than that. Um, and against a two to three wound model, that's one point of damage. Yeah. Against the three armor model, that's it. Um, you got Gollum's got two armor, four hit points. Shale's got two armor, four hit points. So together, you have to get eight through eight wounds to kill Shale. It's almost like you want Lazane to have some kind of armor piercing mechanic. I guess they have some of that. Fire fire thunder, thunder, don't they? It's kind of what that is. Yeah, um, buff range one, or some. If you roll X number of hits, you ignore X number of armor. I guess it's going to start making it more complex at that point, isn't it? I guess there is a level of of, of um, at some point you're going to have to put some complexity in there. Yeah, but the number you roll to hit is scoped for game design. Yes, it is, and that actually, if you did it that way, then even having a small number of dodge or parry, sorry, like parry one. Even though you hit, having that what rolling one or two pips of your parry can stop a bigger hit happening. 
This is where we um, look at the rules again and find out we've got them wrong. Well, yes. <laughs> that hasn't happened in every other episode we've recorded. <laughs> I like um, I like the different different um, classes have different DPs. Yeah, no, I like that. It made your it made shapers really powerful again because getting two for a two for a claim is is nails. It is nails, except for when you do the cheeky thing I did. You placed it. Well, it's never crushed. So I never got to place it again. First world problems, eh? Well, it is actually because it's two VP a turn. You're not getting two steps. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's it. You're not getting it. There's two steps you're not getting, and you can't get. You'll get for the four afterwards. Don't get me wrong. Hard life, isn't it? Really? But it's not six you could get. I think we should play again with um with um Van Gogh and um, Blackshaw. I like how Van Gogh now only moves in what for three in one phase because we discussed it in the past about being too powerful, didn't we? We did. We did. Um, there seems to be no negative. You can't. You could never have any movement shenanigans. Wasn't moving far enough. Killing him wasn't moving him far enough. <laughs> this is all theory now, of course. I was say because I haven't tried it out. But look, looking at the because the um, Maelstrom rules for attacking a hex have basically been moved onto Blackshaw's card. Right. I'm concerned that him attacking a hex will take ages. Should do a roll off per model. Yes. Volt hit or what power you want. Is that a problem? I'm not sure it is, but I, it feels a, bit, feels a bit long. It does feel a bit long, but let's think about it. If you're playing against Blackjaw, you've got less models than the hex. I guess so, yeah. Um, also, there's not actually that many followers who really jump up on a hex. No, that's fair. In the, certain, in the starting six. Um, because now most of the followers got anyone to a hex. There's one follower there. I like that. I kind of don't. Um, what I want is more complicated. So I'd be like, to, I'd like to be able to move a hex as a whole and say, I've got three orcs in here. So those three orcs can move through a hex to have three people on. Two orcs can move with two people, one one. I know it's too complicated and I know it's really hard to write, but that's what I would like to have seen. There we go. Um, um, but this one game was, um, it was quite fast um, because I got smashed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I think um, the rules are still, I mean, um, quite clean and um, quite simple um, but certainly armour felt powerful I mean I'd ventured if anyone's actually listening to this and I know from the stats some people actually are um, if anyone else has found that armour's really good and if it isn't if it's not too good for you I mean if you let us know maybe it's been our game yeah. because it could speak because obviously sample size is one game which <laughs> <laughs> is not great which could have been the worst possible matchup for that yeah, yeah, exactly. But even saying it's worst possible matchup, um, the idea that two points of armor makes you majority immune to three damage dice—that's going to ring true no matter what the matchup. It's kind of like um, yellow dice in the old system, isn't it? Yellow dice didn't do anything either. Yeah, really. Unless we didn't. We should have leveraged blights and boons more. Well, I didn't have, I didn't have much. I, I guess I had thunder, but then again, you could give up. Uh, you could give up boon dice, so maybe it was because of bad matchup. Right? Yeah, maybe. Um, but then again, blights and boons don't last very long. No, they don't. Well, what an attack, isn't it? Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anything else got to say about this today? Anything else got to say? Uh, no, I think that's it. Quite a short episode. Uh, thank you for minutes. 
Yeah, perfect. It's longer than after, after, after seeing the beginning and stuff. It'd be 24 minutes. No, because we're going to cut all the crap out at the beginning and this bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, Alright, um, thank you for listening. Um, and we'll play a game in maybe a week or two. And then maybe by then it'll be another full system again. But um, it's, been, it's been fun. I'm, I'm enjoying it and um, getting the models out again. Maybe remember how, how awesome the models are, how, how gorgeous the sculpts are. I forgot how lovely they were. And they are stunning. Um, should probably should try and paint them soon, I guess. And then you'll buy the set, set yourself, and then that'll be good. Wow, when the rules are ready, I might buy some. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.